welcome to Our Parents Did What? A tour of the parenting perils of yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Hi, Diane. Hi, Jen. I I appreciate you not looking at me while I said the intro, so I didn't bust out laughing. I could not remember the intro to save my life. And I was just like, listen, when you were little and you were trying to remember the words to a song when you were up on stage, you just had faith that it would come to you as you said it. That's right. And that skill still sticks with me today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true, though. I always tell my students that, too. I'm like, you think you don't know it, but you do. And when the adrenaline hits you and it's time to go, you're going to know it. Yeah, it'll be fine. (laughs) My brain was completely blank as the words were coming out of my mouth. And I was like, here they are. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It's good. It's second nature now. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So, uh... Should I start with my mom moment? Because you already know what it is. And it's... um. I'm so excited for you to share it with everyone listening. Because it is a doozy. You are the very first person that I texted when it happened. <laughs> it makes total sense that I would be as essentially a, a very similar <laughs> thing for you that happened to me. So, yes. like, it makes sense. <laughs> it does. So... Our washing machine, I'll try to make this as fast as possible because it took up an entire morning of my life, but our washing machine has been like on the fritz for a while and we we were going to buy a new one and we were like, well, you know, hemming and hawing, let's save some money, let's wait. It still works, you know, like that kind of thing. So overnight, my cat puked all over my comforter, lovely. So I was like, well, now I have to shove my comforter into the washing machine and pray that it will work because it's not a big washing machine. Uh, And I've only washed that comforter like once in there. So I was like, okay. So I throw it in and I start it and it seems to be working fine. So I make the mistake of leaving and going upstairs to do other things. So like 20 minutes later or 30 minutes, I send Chuck downstairs to, you know, put the the comforter in the dryer and he starts yelling Mm -hmm. that the basement is flooding. Great. (laughs) So our basement is flooding and the washing machine broke Luckily, we have a shop vac in the basement, so he immediately gets the shop vac out and he starts to vacuum up the water, Um, but then he realizes that our bathroom in the basement, which is right next to the laundry area, and I guess all the pipes are connected, the toilet started overflowing and also water was coming out of the bottom of the toilet, and then our shower drain started (laughs) overflowing and filling up the shower with water. So water was coming out of every drain. Yep. And and he's yelling up the stairs because I'm watching Irene. He's yelling up the stairs for me to get towels and get a plunger. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's backing up into the bathroom. So I run, I get towels, I get a plunger, and I think, well, I just have to run downstairs for a minute, you know? So I'm like, I'll just leave her watching her shows and I'll run downstairs and hand him this stuff. Famous last words. I run down the stairs. I hand him the stuff. I talk to him for two seconds to be like, you know, what's going on? What's the game plan? And I run back upstairs and I turn the knob and the door is locked. <laughs> and my daughter, my almost two-year-old daughter, has locked my husband and I in the basement with no phones, no keys, 
no shoes. We were, it was like, it was like nine in the morning. We were in our pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing. Now the bigger issue at hand is that we didn't have a key to that door at all because we just never locked it. And I didn't even know she could reach it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but if we had our keys, we could have like gone in the front door, you know, yeah. we could have left and gone in the front door, but yep. we had no, nothing, no way to get into the house. So I'm like an idiot talking to her through the door, like, Rini, turn the knob the other way. And Chuck was like, she's not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> so she can hear the panic in my voice. Yes. And I'm like banging on the door, like, you know, asking her to open it. And she she can tell that I can't get to her. And she starts freaking out. Oh. She's crying. She's screaming. When I'm when, – when, when I'm not there, she yells, mommy's here. And I don't know why. I don't, it's her, like her way of like manifesting me in front of her. Yeah, She's like, like I want here. mommy to be here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I hear her screaming, mommy's here, mommy's here and crying. And I look at Chuck and I was like, you have to break down the door. And he was like, I'm not breaking down the door. That's ridiculous. I don't even know if I can break down the door. And I was like, no. You don't have a choice. You have to break down the door. We can't leave her up there. So he waits till like he sees her little footsteps like run away and she's crying. <laughs> and he just puts his body through the door. Oh my God. Busts it open. The door frame comes off from around the door. The door itself cracks. Oh my God. Everything. There's wood and screws everywhere. She's hysterical. <laughs> but we got back up the stairs. <laughs> so... You guys are funny. That's my story. So that was a Friday morning. And yeah. uh, we spent the rest of the weekend getting the pipes fixed, getting mm -hmm. buying a new washing machine, um, buying a new door, getting the new door installed, um, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. All it was things. really a fun. Oh, my word. It was really a fun weekend. That's really intense. Well, you <sighs> survived. And you didn't, like I said to you, you didn't end up having to decide, like, which body part you would have to eat first <laughs> like it's true heaven help you that you didn't have a metal door you know like yeah like, thank god it wasn't like some I crazy know. basement door because like old basements can be weird yep nope it was like uh it was just an old wood door and and i don't know how he did it but he did it. he just like he was like i don't know i just like threw my body at it and it just came down. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what else to do. Like, that was my yeah. first reaction. Yeah. I had that reaction when my cat was stuck in the room, Diane. And it's a cat. <laughs> so, like, like I would have just gone somewhere into the basement and found a large, heavy thing and started hitting the door. Like, I would have just been in panic <laughs> yeah. mode. I would, so, yeah. good for you. I'm glad Chuck could break down the door. <laughs> yes, I know. And and I said, now we have a story that we can tell her for the rest of her life. Never let her live it down. Yep. That time you locked mommy and daddy in the basement while the basement was flooding. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my God. All right. Tell me your mom moment. Hopefully it's a, a little happier than, than mine. <laughs> yes, mine is sweet. So, as you know, I recently cut all my hair off. Yeah, it looks great. It, it, was a real, it was a real mom moment because I, I didn't have a very serious plan about going to get my hair cut, but... I just I just decided on a whim, like, that's it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And I went, mm -hmm. and the woman was very nice, and it was, like, a curly haircut. So it, it was she cut it dry, and she was very, like, I don't want you to look like a soccer mom. I want you to look like a chic mom who's, like, in business. And I was like, okay, cool. You're a cool mom. Just do, just do whatever, lady. <laughs> and because I now wear it, like, real curly, I have to put a lot of product in my hair. And I've 
really never put product in my hair. So my hair has always smelled like standard shampoo, you know, but now I'm using like fancy shampoo and fancy curl cream and fancy mousse and fancy pomade, like just all the fancy stuff. And Joey, who is the most affectionate child on the face of the planet, last week, right after I had like had my wash day, like cuddles up next to me in bed. I had like taken a shower the night before and he cuddles up next to me. And he's like, he loves to do this in the morning. Like he, he sort of like pets me and like says sweet nothings in my ear and you know, just, and he's, and he's laying next to me and petting me and he breathes in real deep and he goes, mm, mommy, your hair smells like a hamster. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it was basically the greatest compliment I've ever received in my life <laughs> oh, where does he even come like, up with that <laughs> Joe was laying next to me and I turned to Joe and gave him this look and he was like what <laughs> it was so funny it was just so sweet and funny <laughs> What? I love it a kid compliment yeah it was really I mean like what smells better than a hamster when you're four years old nothing obviously nothing nothing <laughs> i'm just glad he didn't tell me that my hair looked like a hamster like at least we didn't at least we didn't get that, that yeah that wouldn't be quite so nice <laughs> yeah your hair looks did like they, a hamster so, so did everybody notice that you chopped all your hair off oh no not a single one of my children my hair was down like halfway down my back for basically their entire lives. Like, I'd had it cut short a few times, but, like, for their working memory, it had always been long. And then all of a sudden, I had no hair. <laughs> like, it is like a pixie cut short. It's very short. Yeah. And they were just like, hey, mom, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? Like, no. It was a day later that I was like, guys, did you notice that my hair is really short? And they were like, oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It makes you feel so important, doesn't it? I know, it? right? I was just like, oh, this is not the most important thing going on in your world. Sadly, it is the most important thing going on in mine. Yeah. Priorities, baby. <laughs> it's fine. Are you ready for today's topic? I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to doing this for a while. It is going Ooh. to be like... like there are a lot of layers and a lot of, like, additional stories in here, but I'm just going to give, like, the high-level overview history of this topic, and then maybe one day we'll do a deeper dive into, like, a specific story, because there's a lot here. But Ooh. today, I'm going to do the history of child beauty pageants. <laughs> oh. My. God, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, going to okay, be so okay. good. <sighs> it's going to be great. Okay, so. This is awesome. So let's start by by saying that beauty pageants for adult women have existed for centuries. Very common, totally normal throughout Europe and other places that women competed for most beautiful lady for a long time. Then in England, there are, I mean, all over Europe, there are May Day festivals, right? And in England... They started this tradition at some point around, like, the mid-1800s that was crowning a May Queen, which was a young girl who would then lead the May Day Parade. And she was the the most lovable and likable girl, you know, like, the most lovely, the most whatever, angelic, innocent, what have you, 
and she'd wear a beautiful flower crown and like lead a parade. And someone in America, who you most certainly know of, <laughs> got wind of this and was like, I can, I can do that. I can do that better. <laughs> I shall create the National Baby Show. Can you guess who created the National Baby Show in 1855? Is it somebody from my episode of like... I don't think we've ever talked about him before. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm. I don't know. Mr. P.T. Barnum. The circus guy? The circus guy. <laughs> Barnum and Bailey. Mr. P.T. Barnum. Like the greatest showman? Yes, the greatest showman. Hugh Jackman, greatest showman. Oh, P.T. Okay, Barnum. So, so they should do They should do like a sequel to The Greatest Showman right? where Hugh Jackman starts the baby, <laughs> the the baby, baby show. show. Oh, boy. So... So basically, in 1854, he organized America's first beauty pageant, like first organized beauty pageant. I forget what it was called, but it flopped because it was considered immoral. It was for adult women, considered immoral. Oh. But the next year, he launched the National Baby Show in New York. It did phenomenally well. It had 143 contestants and 61,000 viewers. And then it went on tour. (laughs) So it was not okay for adult women to parade around, <laughs> no. but for children to parade around. Totally fine. Babies. Fine. Babies. <laughs> like some children, but, but like mostly well, yeah. babies. Babies. Yeah. So, so they're like they're like deciding which are the prettiest babies. Oh, wait a minute. So contestants were judged, quote, especially on the crowning merit of their being genuine original American stock. That just like made me want to throw up in my mouth mm-hmm. just a yep. little bit. <laughs> so they specifically omitted babies that looked poor or foreign. Like you had to look American and like wealthy American to compete in PT Barnum's National Baby Show. So <laughs> get ready Diane cuz there's some good stuff in here. <laughs> We're just getting started. My, so my mouth is just like agape, <laughs> but go on. So good. All right. So this was very successful. It toured. Eventually, this morphed into baby parades. Okay? Stay with me. So Okay. What you're going to notice in the next few minutes is that, like, the world of, of pageants for babies really started in New Jersey. So, like... Something to be proud of. Jersey strong. (laughs) All right. So one of the first ever baby parades was held in Asbury Park. Yes. My favorite place. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is great. This is so Uh, typical Asbury Park. Go on. mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) it was also very popular in Ocean City. And in fact, this year in Ocean City on August 12th, they will be celebrating the 111th annual baby parade on the boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey. I ha- I have to be there. Go. <laughs> go and take well, pictures. I hope, I, I hope I'm vaccinated by then. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> go, go, go. So in 1893, Asbury Park drew 30,000 spectators to their baby parade. 30,000 people came to watch babies on parade. That's insane. There is actually one of the very first videos that was ever films, I should say, one of the very first films that was ever created was created by Mr. Thomas Edison in Asbury Park of a baby parade. Right? What? He was like, like these wh- things are crazy. Let's totally film them. 
And so in the film, you can see, and you can watch it. It's like a five-minute film from 1904. And you can see boys dressed as soldiers and sailors, girls dressed in oriental costumes. <laughs> I'm using no. air quotes. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, bad. No. And then moms pushing decorated preambulators. And then horses drawing floats down the street, like decorated, big decorated floats. So, like, they're babies. So, like, are people holding them or are they, like... I mean, there's kids who are, like, up to five, six, seven years old. But then there are, like, babies being pushed in carriages and carriages are decorated. I see. It's very... Yes. So... It has it all. Yes. It has everything. So, there was another famous baby parade that is arguably one of the most famous or even the most famous, and it took place annually in Coney Island. Ah, makes sense. Huge, huge thing. So the common costumes that children won in, primarily girls, I think, participated in this contest, but the the big, like, costumes that often, you know, belong to winners were harem outfits, vanity girls, and showgirls. <laughs> so, Ooh like, la la. The, the Pony Island <laughs> baby parades were really, like, the beginning. Not the beginning, but, like, where America started going, it's okay to sexualize little girls. Like, it's totally yeah. fine. It's just for fun. It's okay. So. It's the, cute. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> so, the 1929 Coney Island baby parade attracted 500,000 spectators. It's a lot of people. A lot of people, Diane. Yeah. All right. So then the the whole idea of, like, displaying children and judging them based on their appearance and whatever just goes through so many really interesting evolutions. So the next step on this evolutionary track we're walking down is the Better Baby Contest. Okay? Yes. <laughs> so Better okay, Baby Contest. The better Baby Contest. So as opposed to, like... The okay babies. These are the better babies. These are the better babies. So better baby contests were held at state and county fairs, and they judged babies like livestock. Oh, oh, oh! Like oh, dog shows. So much wrong. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so they would measure the health of a baby, and use the events as an opportunity to educate parents on new approaches in child rearing. Like, like you know. This is you want your baby to to do this and to look this way and to blah 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 and they would teach parents or prospective parents what to do to get like the better baby. So that was like the main reason that like state fairs said they were doing them, but the reason why the parents did them was because there was cash money involved. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was gonna say there has to be some type of incentive cash prize yep i knew it yeah so there's cash prizes so people would like bring their baby and <laughs> so by 1915 all but three states had held better baby contests like they were everywhere state fairs county fairs like they just did them all over the place so the way that this worked was babies were stripped naked and judged by physicians on a no. point system <laughs> No. So they were so they would have different things like measured or judged including height, weight, symmetry, quality of skin, fat and bones, length of head, shape and size of ears, lips, forehead and nose, disposition, energy, 
facial and ocular expression, and attention. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and they thought this was ethical? Like, don't you take some sort of, like, like code of ethics thing as a doctor? Like, Or was that not a thing yet? I don't know. I mean, I think the ethical code for doctors primarily is do no harm. <laughs> and I guess you could say this was probably doing no harm. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't remember. (laughs) Just wait, Diane, because on the next page in my notes, I have in all capitals with several exclamation points, eugenics! (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We were going to get eugenics in this episode. What is a healthy baby, Diane? What is a healthy baby? So, like... This is, this is where, this is, like, eugenics was huge. They were like, this is the perfect baby. This is how you measure the perfect baby. You want to have a perfect baby? You want a baby that looks like this baby here. What do you have to do to get this baby? <laughs> so, just... so many mm-hmm. problems. I know. So it was really, like, it was very much tied in with, like, how do you, how do you, like, make a baby that is yeah just, just the kind of baby you want. So what they would also do hand in hand with the Better Baby Contest as a way to sort of like promote healthfulness in a bigger way, I guess, as a way to to show who should be reproducing. They would hold fitter family contests where the whole family would get judged on a point system by physician. And then, like, so the family like with the best how- baby and the fittest family would win a separate prize. <laughs> like, you reproduced real good. Looking at it through, like, the 2021 lens is, like, mm-hmm. you can't even imagine that people would think this was okay. Yeah. But. Totally fine. <sighs> yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's very interesting. So, these two traditions, baby parades and better baby contests fell out of fashion in the 1950s. Do you know why? Uh, I don't know. Ah, because there was a pandemic, Diane, a polio pandemic. Oh my God. This makes sense. Yeah. They didn't want all those kids to be together because they'd all spread polio among one another. So baby parades and better baby contests were like not a thing. So the last ever better baby contest was held at the Iowa State Fair in 1952. And so in the late 1950s, the polio vaccine became widely available. And that opened the door for the country's first official children's beauty pageant. And it was held at the Palisades Amusement Park in Palisades, New Jersey. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of my state right now. I know, right? This is huge and like trailblazing, right? We're super like if there's anything New Jersey should be painting us for, it's this. Um, so like yes. they're super popular in Atlantic City, in you know, like Palace, all of these places in Jersey are like baby beauty contest. This <laughs> is just super into it. So at the Palisades Amusement Park in Palisades, New Jersey, there was a weekly contest. From 1961 to 1971, called Little Miss America. It was free to enter. There were no dress requirements, and there was no talent portion. But you'd show up in whatever you wanted to wear, and you'd parade around on the stage or whatever, and they'd judge you, and you'd win a. I think I think they gave out prizes, probably like modest prizes. They had six thousand competitors a week. That's insanity. Six thousand. How do you even judge that? I know. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I guess it was just like maybe every day on the hour they had like 10 different kids get up or something or, or like 100 different kids get up and they just like be like, you, you're the winner for this hour, you know, whatever. <laughs> so the success of this new event that, you know, was just like wildly popular and successful led to the creation of regional contests. But with regional contests, those people were like, mm, we're going to make some money off of this. So there's a cost to enter. This is where we start to see the addition of the talent portion, like the adult contests. And instead of evening wear, little girls wore party wear. <laughs> like, <laughs> because that makes it okay. <laughs> I mean, and and if you look like they're... There were also, I mean, there are also pageants for little boys. They're not as popular, I guess. But if you look on the internet, you can see a 12-year-old Justin Timberlake in a beauty pageant. Stop. <laughs> it's great. It's a great picture. Okay. He's like in a top hat and like tux. It's very cute. So one quick present day fact, because this is obviously like, this is a thing we do now. Today over... 250,000 children compete annually in 5,000 pageants nationwide. Just nationwide. Like, that's not, like, who knows what it is globally. But it, it's definitely an American thing. I was going to say, I, I don't think anybody else does it like we do it. No, not quite the same way. But, like, they happen elsewhere. So <laughs> looking into this, as I did, almost every article about the history of child beauty pageants are like, Oh, you're probably here because you watched a documentary about John Bonet. And I was like, I haven't watched a documentary on John Bonet. I don't even know who that is. I actually thought Shh. that her name was John Bennett because Hold I on. never heard it out loud. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Jed. I am obsessed mm -hmm. with the JonBenet Ramsey story. Yeah. It's so sad. It's such a mystery. It is. How it's did wild. you not know about this? I had oh no, my God. no idea. And so I watched on Netflix casting JonBenet, which was yes. beautiful. Like so beautifully done. And I really, I, I thought it was, it was equal parts sad and hilarious <laughs> because the people well, yeah. they had like i know like acting in these different scenarios where the 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 cop was really funny he was really quite funny so i found myself in the jean benet rabbit hole which is quite it's, deep it's quite <laughs> it's deep and there are deep. so many crazy theories yeah so i'm excited to explore that a little bit more but that's like one of the like modern controversies is like what happened to her, what do little girls go through when they're in these competitions and things like that. But some other common controversies are there's a discussion about, like, the sexualization of young girls and the performances that they do and what they wear and how they behave and all this business. But also the giving of children various stimulants to, like, get them to be more energized during a performance. Yeah. That's pretty creepy. And also, some mothers admit to using Botox on their children. No. Yeah, for real. Like, there's Why would a child even need Botox? So there's a... Uh, I'll have to see if I can find it and, and put it into the show notes. But there was a little girl who I believe was six 
who's a pageant contestant. And she was like, I specifically asked my mom if I could get some Botox injections because I don't think wrinkles look nice on little girls. What? (laughs) She's like, I have wrinkles on my forehead when I smile. So I got Botox. (laughs) But apparently it's not uncommon. So. I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) Like. I have no words, so <laughs> you can just go on because I have no, like, I just am speechless. <laughs> so that is the end of my research, but I feel very strongly that, like, we could totally have a Jean Benet episode. We could definitely have a Honey Boo Boo episode. For sure. Well, she's the one with the, with the go-go juice, right? Oh, and yeah. Mom yes, 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 yes. That's like, yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Yes, I think that was what it was. Um, But, oh my God, it's like Red Bull and Monster or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, something like insane that I was like, God. why are you giving this to a child? I wouldn't even drink that. <laughs> Make me Although, crazy. Although, like, then, then you get into the whole can of worms of like, yes, she is signing her daughter up for these beauty pageants, which are exploiting, you know, like little girls. But then it's like we as a public are consuming like watching them do that. And then like, you know, they're clearly poor from a very, very rural area. And then they get signed up for this other reality TV show, The Honey Boo Boo Show. And it's like it's problematic on so many levels that Mm -hmm. it's like you can't really assign blame to like one person. Mm -mm. I know. I know. It's and it would be a very interesting episode at some point to sort of like dovetail off of this to do the history of giving children stimulants because that is oh that i mean it was done for medical purposes yeah like historically but also just like i need you to keep performing here have some cocaine that's like (laughs) well I mean, they used to use cocaine for a lot of things. That's back true. In the day. <laughs> cocaine was just like it was just like Tylenol. <laughs> yeah, have some cocaine. Right. What a time! <laughs> <laughs> I um, I I must admit that I have watched um a little bit of toddlers and tiaras because I knew someone when I was older. It was like a a friend of a family friend not like very close who uh the daughter participated in pageants and was like in the background of a couple of episodes and so I was like I have to watch this so I I have seen a couple of episodes and like watching the moms like practicing with the daughters like and and I come from a performing as a child background but like it was at a level that made me like extremely uncomfortable and like the kids are tired and like they don't want to do it anymore I don't know it just makes me like it's very very hard to watch yeah there's a difference between like letting your kid do something because your kid loves it and making your kid do do something because you found something that they're willing to do that (laughs) yeah and i'm sure it starts with the kid being like yeah i want to do this this sounds fun but adults get really competitive in a way that children don't and that same thing with sports yeah like little kids and sports yeah Yes, exactly. Like, the kids play for 30 minutes, and they're like, can I sit down and have some orange slices? And the parents are like, get out there! Yeah. Do it! Exactly. <laughs> like, no! So, I mean, like, adults just ruin everything anyway, so. We do. We do. We lose the fun, and then just... We do. Want to be 
nuts about everything. Yeah. So, anyway. well, this ties really well too into your uh, Dion quintuplet story, all about exploitation mm-hmm. of, of children. Oh, yes, there are so many good <laughs> child exploitation stories out there, and yeah. by good I mean horrifying, <laughs> but good for the purposes <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> yeah. I'm so glad you chose this topic. And I think we do have a couple of like specific rabbit holes we can dive into at a later at a later time. Yes, I think so. Which which should be nice. Very good. Well, I'm going to segue from that since we're talking about child exploitation to just let the world know that I finished the Dion Quintuplet book that you gave me mm-hmm. and it was so sad and so good mm-hmm. and so unbelievable that it read like it was a novel. Like if you didn't know it was a true story, you could 100% believe this was some type of fictional yeah. story. It was so long. And I remember starting it and being like, oh, I don't have a lot of time to read. This is going to take me a long time. No. <laughs> it was like right through it. It was crazy. So thank you so much. And I highly recommend that uh, people check it out. It was so good. And it was the miracle and tragedy of the Dion Quintuplets, right? Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the book. I think you should actually head over to our Facebook page, Diane, and write up a review of the book if you haven't already. Ooh, I should. And I will. I'm going to do that. Excellent. And then all of our listeners can go over to our Facebook page. See, I'm trying to transition here. And see your review. They can also find our witty commentary on Twitter and Instagram at OPDW Podcast. You can also email us if you have any wild stories about child exploitation. Were you in pageants as a child? Tell us all about it. We want to hear. Yeah. So you can send us an email at OPDWpodcast at gmail.com. Those are all of our places. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and our music is by Theo Rosenberg. Um, and so thank you, Theo. We love our music. And I'm so I know I say it all the time, but I'm so proud of him. He's like doing all this crazy big stuff. And he's going off to college soon. And it's just Oh, that's great. I really hope that he has a normal college experience given everything that's going on. Oof. I'm hoping because I, I think kids over 16 can get vaccinated. And I'm assuming that a lot of I, I'm sure colleges can't require Well, I don't know if they can. I don't know. But... I guess it depends on if it's a public or a private school. I yeah, bet if it's maybe, private, but they can. I'm hoping yeah. that the vaccines make things. Yeah. I, I a do too. Better. Yep. I'm very hopeful. All right, Jen. Until next time. If your pediatrician says they want to measure the quality of your baby's skin, fat, and bones, run. 